0: Hi, my name is Farron and you're listening to Hungry for Apples podcast. Please follow me on Instagram F-A-E-R-N and check out my website Farron.me. Grab an apple, enjoy the show. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Welcome back to Hungry for Apples with your host Farron. I am starting today with reading a page from the be here now book. It's page six. So Um, if you hear any pages wrestling, it's because there's part of it is a circle. Okay See if you get far enough in you can see karma You can see patterns unfolding of which this life is only part of a mosaic but in order to do that You have to have left the gravitational field of time and space as a matrix. You can't think in time and space. You can't be in your thoughts anymore. Because your thoughts are still in time and space, you can't get out of time through them. You've got to be outside that. You've got to be in the place where you see your own, Conception, birth, childhood, adolescence, maturity, age, and death. All is one. And then that one, and that one, and that one, and that one, and that one. For today, I want to talk to you a little bit about space in your spiritual practices. So first, I want to mention that The people that listen to this are a very wide variety of different practices. There's some energy people, there's some yoga people, there's some Reiki people, which is also energy, but there's energy people and they don't do Reiki and then there's Reiki people and they don't do the other stuff that the energy people see. Do you see what I'm getting at? So when I do address people, I'm keeping that in mind. And I'll do my best to focus when I know it's a yoga thing, you know what I'm saying? Or an energy sensitivity thing, which pretty much everything is that I bring up because I'm highly energy sensitive. I just wanted to bring that up. Okay. So space, right? It's very important to create space to do any kind of spiritual work with some kind of regularity. This is something that is so important. I I cannot stress it anymore. Having a special calendar that you stick to and have replacement time, if you can't do it at one time, you have another time that you can go to. I understand some people have kids and there are certain things that have to happen at certain times, but all of that stuff is on a schedule. So you can schedule your spiritual work around that And if you want to add in anything that you're learning, you know, if you want to expand, already being in this habit will make it a lot easier for you to explore new modalities or any kind of, you know, psychic things or maybe you want to learn tarot or learn how to use um, different runes or throw bones or, you know, you see what I'm getting at you'll already be in the habit of making sure you have time to do something. And the other thing is really make time to have some kind of variety. There are certain things that should be regular, but then other things, it's good to mix them up. I really want to stress that, especially when you get into things like grounding understanding that sometimes you need to do something that you've never tried before or maybe hadn't considered is you know keeping space in your thought process for that is a very important point point. and then when you take into consideration the current vibrational acceleration, acceleration having time set aside ahead of time is really valuable granted sometimes the physical effects of the vibration or the shift in the frequency make these things have to happen at a different time of day or something like that but just giving your your brain this kind of or actually it's more your body giving your body this ease like that that you'll be doing it no matter what will add to your ability to do the thing also. It's very interesting, I've tried all the different ways. Space in the form of time. If you're giving yourself a special time to do a special spiritual practice, give yourself time ahead and beyond it to kind of set it up and get yourself ready or transition to being with your family. It is really nice to do that for yourself ahead of time. And then if you start your thing late, you have that little buffer zone. That's also nice. Um, I know that not everybody can really do that, but even if you just mentally give yourself something, a certain thing that you say when you walk through the door to go from your space that you're working in to wherever your family is, that will work just as good as some time to sit there and pause. Another thing that's really important that has been very helpful for me is knowing exactly which things regularly kind of cause me to forget. And I don't mean forget what I'm doing, like spacey. I mean drop off of that spiritual zone, um, move away from the still point. There's a pattern there, and that's why I read the Ramdas thing. There is a pattern. To all of the things that are happening It's just that sometimes Our emotional responses Get in the way Actually all of the time Our emotional responses Get in the way of seeing those details Because we become busy with Interacting with whatever we've named That emotion Which you know There is value in that also But it really depends on When it's happening And why it's come up if that makes sense, something related to this is um, being firm on knowing what you've already worked on, and are, and um, this is because there are these test things that come up and they're there to see if we've learned the lesson all of the way, if we've kind of gotten all of the sides of the experience into our understanding, and if the people that deal with trying to raise their vibration, this is specifically for you because as soon as you get to a point when your body is accustomed to the vibration, you are working with these other things come up a lot and it is for you to learn how you respond and if you're still reacting and if you do react to it it is for me and a lot of people i'm hearing a lot more intense so that specifically causes people to think that they didn't actually heal the problem or the issue or however you think about healing this is likely not the case but i'm not in your head in your body so i don't know for sure but what i'm noticing with the people that i interact with is that as soon as they reach another level of vibrational understanding these things kind of come at them like a waterfall and that has happened for me as well and what i see happening is whether or not i cognitively and physically understand whatever it is that has come up and i'm being vague about that because it's all different things Um, people are healing their inner child they're working with past lives they're Healing addictions, they're healing anxiety, um, different whole variety of things can be resurfaced, or the feeling that you associate with these things can easily be resurfaced when we are in the space of taking on a higher vibration and that is a little bit disconcerting for the body because the body's never been there before the mind is trying to control it and you know find something familiar and name it which is not what we want to do and so it gets really it's just really interesting this causes a lot of issue for a lot of people this is different than the whole dark night of the soul thing this is afterwards. This is on the healing and upright uprising journey. So let's not get those confused. I don't remember if I've ever spoken about that on this podcast or not, but if you have any questions about that, feel free to let me know. Hungry for apples podcast at gmail.com. The best thing to do when these emotions come up is to really let them flow through, feel them out, cry, lay on the floor whatever it is shake it out move and then go in the bathroom maybe take a cold shower splash some water on your face or go into the kitchen drink a bunch of cold water well don't drown yourself but you get what I'm saying just drink some cold water Um, I've been using an ice thing on my face it's fabulous I hadn't used it for this reason but I realized recently that many people do use ice on their face for their anxiety. I'm not saying that you should do that if you have anxiety. I'm just saying that they say they are doing that. I'm noticing that it does give me a burst of energy, which I don't necessarily think someone with anxiety would want. But in this situation, when it's completely confused we're just associating it often with anxiety and it's not actually the whole medical anxiety it's something we're in the habit of working with it's part of samskara or um, as the book said a karma it's in the karma wheel right so ideally what you want to do is not interact with these emotions in a way that's a negative way where you try to repress them you wanna let it flow through and then give yourself something that will, you know, calm you in a way, but I don't know. It doesn't necessarily calm you. It just kind of levels you out. The water drinking thing is fabulous. Water on the face, all of that. Not necessarily breathing exercises. I don't think, I think that's too, it's kind of forceful in a way. You want to just be with yourself afterwards and then you know maybe a couple hours later do a yoga practice if that's your thing. If you need to do a breath practice do a breath practice but I'm just saying that I usually wait after a big emotional outburst in some way shape or form. But the idea here is that you allow yourself space for this kind of shift if you're especially if you're trying to raise your vibration which many people seem to be doing and nobody's telling them this whole thing because this is a lot of work it it tends to be a lot of work this is why my yoga asana practice is extremely valuable for me Um, like I said I don't do it in a particular outburst time but I do with regularity use this practice to regulate especially when there's a really high vibration coming in if I haven't reacted to it yet it's a fabulous time to work on my body and work with my system all right. That's what I have for you for today. If you have any questions, let me know by email. podcast at gmail.com. Have a great day. Bye.